You are listening to Magical Mornings, the official podcast of UnitePod. This series introduces you to some secret tips and advices from the industry veterans and leaders that help them earn their fortune. Listen it out from them. This episode is sponsored by Magazoid, a leading international art magazine in the region. If you're an art lover, artist or an art gallery, you must definitely reach out to them for your press releases art exhibition, art event or feature request to make people aware about the amazing work that you have been doing. Order a copy right now at www.magzoid.com. Place your orders right now and avail exclusive offers for yourself. Good morning everyone. This is Hadika here in today's Magical Mornings. I hope you're having an awesome day. Today our guest is Nena Redu. She is a professional photographer and a visual artist and a blogger with a career spanning 17 years. She's even an entrepreneur with her very own brand, Nena.co. Welcome, Nena, to our podcast. It's a pleasure having you here on UnitePod. Hi. Thank you, UnitePod, for having me on today. You have been doing some fascinating work out there. All our listeners would love to know a bit more about your journey and how did it kickstart and reach to a point where you are now. Work-wise, my journey started about 17 years ago. But of course, we all collect experiences and uh, learnings from our childhood, I suppose. I think it started when I saw my father using a camera for the first time and I was fascinated and I would ask him a hundred thousand questions what is ISO what is film how do you load film because I mean those days we only had uh, film analog cameras I was always encouraged to you know sketch if I wanted to color and I used to always draw as a child uh, you know doodle in my books and notebooks etc but uh, for my education I did an MBA in uh, IT and marketing and uh, After that, I had a job for about a year. I had a great boss. But my job was as a management consultant. I used to be based out of Bombay those days. It was uh, it was a very interesting job, which set me on the path also of creative thinking in a structured way. And after a year of working there, I mean, the internet had really opened up uh, in India. We had platforms like Twitter that had started off. And I joined all these platforms. I was also on LinkedIn, which is where then I started exploring my skills in HTML and CSS. And I started designing websites for a lot of clients that happened to be, you know, in the US or in the UK, etc. And that is what got me started freelancing. So I quit my job and uh, for the first, I think, four or five years, I was doing graphic design. I was designing logos for uh, clients and businesses all over the world, including India. And of course, I had a blog where I would document all these processes and case studies and, you know, what the sketch was and what the final logo was, uh, you know, what was the brief that the client gave me. And I would also critique other logos, uh, you know, that were visible in the market and things like that. So I'd always been blogging, I'd always been writing and documenting my life. So it was a natural progression. Eventually, when uh, digital cameras, I think, came to India, I asked a friend of mine from Australia to uh, bring the digital camera for me because it was extremely expensive in India. And that is how I actually started doing professional photography work. And I mean, it's there's so many things that have happened in the middle, but 
so that is primarily the progression but i've always been documenting it i've always been doing some sort of uh, photography now for the last i think 2 3 plus years i've also been painting seriously and i've sold some of my art to clients all over the world i also paint brooches I still continue to do photography. I also blog regularly and of course all over the place on Instagram etc. I think one of the major contributing factors has been that my parents you know never really said ki you know don't do this. It was always like okay karke dekho kya hota hai. You know it was always like a let's see how this goes. And they always kind of encouraged me. I also had great clients. I also had people who took a chance on me when i was basically a nobody i just was somebody online who was you know writing a blog someone who was publishing the photographs online they didn't know me especially clients abroad they'd never met me they'd never even had a phone conversation so the kind of confidence that helped me get was uh, you know i'm grateful for that because i was like hey you know these are people who don't know me from adam and they trust me and they trust me with the work for their brands they trust me with uh, the money that they're paying me because i don't work without a 100% advance so it's uh, it's been great i mean i've had a lot of help along the way people have been very nice to me i've worked with international brands i couldn't have dreamed of doing any of that and uh, i think i have the internet to thank for that mainly i wouldn't be here without the internet obviously the internet truly is very resourceful and you also have your own podcast show known as the nena redu experience tell us more about that yeah my podcast is uh, called the nena redu experience and it was inspired by uh, joe rogan his podcast is called the joe rogan experience i think that was the first podcast i had ever listened to i think it was back in 2014 or 2015 and my partner bharat actually got me on to that podcast and i was fascinated i listened to a couple of authors i listened to a couple of scientists and i listened to a lot of banter that uh, joe rogan does with his friends and i was like hey you know this sounds so exciting i i didn't plan to have any friends or guests on my podcast i was more i was looking at it more on the lines of a talking head podcast which is basically me picking up a topic and talking about it and it was interesting to do it but it's complicated in the sense that there's so many things that i do it's kind of hard to be you know very regular with it so i haven't been very consistent or regular with it i've had the podcast for a while and sometimes inspiration just strikes me and i decide that i need to talk about this my uh, podcast videos and audio usually do not extend beyond 15 minutes i think the longest one is probably 30 minutes and i have more than 100 episodes on my podcast so far i intermittently record when i have you know something that i really want to talk about there's so many platforms these days i mean you also do instagram live sessions i also you know consult with clients i also i'm on a few other podcasts that i get interviewed and by the end of it i'm like hmm do i really have time to do my own podcast i don't plan to give it up anytime soon because honestly i quite enjoy the format but i think i spend far more time listening to other people's podcasts than doing my own mainly i talk about things like brand building you know small businesses how they can utilize social media i talk about the business of photography specifically in a market like india because there's not a lot of content about india specifically i mean hasn't been now there is and uh, and a couple of the podcast episodes have been personal when i you know lost a friend of mine 
and uh, it's it's a very me thing so you know if you listen to the podcast you kind of get a very good idea of the kind of person i am and the kind of things that make me tick and the kind of things that keep me busy that's amazing and what do you feel are the best resources that have helped you along your way is literally one resource that has helped me along the way and that is the internet but you also have to understand that the internet is backed by people so in that sense the one resource that has really helped me in all facets of whatever i do is other people i have had help from you know people that i never thought i could ever even communicate with but you send an email and people take the time to respond Uh, I once had someone send me a box of books all the way from Palo Alto because I was fascinated by their company and send them a very impassioned email and I was like I want to work with you and they were like oh here's a box of books and fascinating I still have all those books this was many years ago about 15 years ago if I'm right if I remember correctly but yeah it has been other people I don't think I would be doing anything that I'm doing right now if it wasn't for the you know encouragement of other people people who come to my instagram handle and support my work people who buy my art people who hire me as a photographer people who come and leave comments on my uh, instagram updates for example people who come and read my blog everything i mean every small thing counts especially because i am a solo entrepreneur so i don't have a team I don't usually have people that I bounce ideas off of so it's all the internet people online complete strangers who've turned into friends lifelong friends people I've met during the course of my work life that I now you know chat with every 2 3 days and we bounce ideas off of each other so it's like an extended team of mine that I have all over the world you know I have a friend in Norway I have a friend in Japan I have a friend in Australia and of course I have lots of friends here in India and then acquaintances so many people will take Five minutes out of the day and just help you out, expecting nothing in return. So yeah, I mean, I think other people is the resource, and people have learned and they share their experiences, whether in person or you know, people have their own blogs which I have read over the years, and I've learned so much from those blogs. So yeah, the correct answer is people. Well, that's very heartwarming to hear. Now, where do you derive your inspiration from? Honestly, I have a. I have the opposite problem. I have to tamp down on my inspiration because it's everywhere. I I see things. I sometimes think that the way I see visuals or I see a scene or a landscape is I look at it and I look at the potential and then I'm like, "Hmm, I need to capture this." Or if, you know, if I have an idea for a painting, I'll I'll write down write it down in my notes app and I will come back to it after a few days, sometimes a few weeks and sometimes a few years and I'm like, "Hmm, I didn't really work on that idea and then I experiment and then you know come up with something but inspiration is everywhere animals nature is fascinating other people and the kind of feelings they evoke in me the conversations I have with friends and family a dream I might have had somewhere a book that I've read or uh, you know of course there's a lot of stuff that's happening online and I really try to avoid looking at that stuff because sometimes I feel that instead of consuming i should be creating more so uh it's i mean inspiration honestly everywhere my problem is of plenty i have so many ideas and only 24 hours in a day so i have to be very careful about the things that i pursue i really can't i mean i want to pursue everything but honestly there's barely any time to kind of look at everything i mean i need to write because i'm inspired by something so there's the blog 
I need to photograph something because it's caught my eye and then of course I need to paint something and oil paints take forever to dry. So this inspiration is everywhere. Patterns, textures, colors. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a very visual person and I also love reading. So there's a lot of both of that that's uh, that's going on all the time. That's a very interesting view. So throughout your many years of experience, has there ever been an instant where you feel was the life-changing point in your life? I think a lot of stuff in my life has been life-changing. I get I get affected quite easily by things and I, I, I read meaning into a lot of things that I see or conversations that I've had. So I, I think I'd probably lose count of the number of times I think, oh my God, this is life-changing. It's been books that I've read. It's been people that I've met. But mainly, I think it was the first job uh, that I did and then I quit. And, you know, my boss, uh, he, he didn't try to stop me when I was quitting. But he said, what are you going to do? And I know he didn't mean it in a condescending way. He wasn't trying to be patronizing. He was genuinely asking me, what are you going to do? And I thought about it quite seriously. And I remember we had gone for an office party once and, uh, you know, by, at the end of the party, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? And what he meant by that was, you know, a nine to five job where you travel to the office in the morning, you sit in a chair till 5 p.m. and then you go back home and you have no energy to do anything else in life. And I think at that moment, I was like, wait, no, I cannot imagine doing this even for another year. Forget the rest of my life. And I suppose that was that. But I've had other stuff, you know, when I decided to pursue art finally, because I was like, hey, you know, if I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? And I read something interesting on Reddit. I scroll Reddit quite a bit. And someone said that, uh, that you know, they wanted to do a degree, uh, but they were 40 years old. And someone said that, hey, you know, you are going to be 42 anyway. You could be 42 after doing two years of the degree. So I, I think that made a lot of sense that, yeah, I mean, you're going to get older any which ways. You might as well just do the things that you enjoy. So I, I always kind of take those things to heart and uh, I just go after it. Uh, but yeah, lots of life changing moments. I mean, you know, the way my folks have been with me, meeting my partner, some of my closest friends, the things they've said to me, it's Honestly, it's been quite great. That's amazing how you hold so many things dear to you. Please tell us more about your childhood and how it molded you into the person that you are today. I think one of the things that I remember very clearly from my childhood, I used to be in school. I don't really remember what standard it was, but I was not even a teenager. And I watched a movie on uh, television in India. It was a Hindi film. And there's a scene in which the a female protagonist is standing in front of a mirror and the male protagonist tells her that look at yourself you are so beautiful and she's like I'm not I'm so ugly and he's like no look at yourself and repeat it you are so beautiful say that I am so beautiful and I remember as a child I was very you know I had very low self-esteem I had very little self-confidence and I mean I thought I was ugly and then I just decided that hey I'm going to copy this actress and I'm going to do this and I did it and it it kind of helped me look at myself in a different way. So I think that was one of the things I remember from my childhood which really helped me gain more confidence. And of course then as I got older I saw that you know all kinds of things work, everyone is different, 
nobody really knows what they're doing so you might as well just take a chance and do whatever you like and you know confidence kind of comes from there but yeah as a child i was very shy i was painfully shy i remember in class if a teacher asked students for you know an answer she asked a question i would never raise my hand because i'd be so scared to talk in front of the uh, entire class and uh, i think sometime in my mid uh, my late 20s or early 30s I just completely lost the fear of public speaking and now you put me in front of a room and in thousands of people and I'm totally fine with it but I look back to myself when I was a child and I was like oh my god I was a really scared little child I was creative in the sense that I would always be sketching or drawing and I would read books like there was no tomorrow I mean you gave me a book and I'd be like okay let me read this book first it was the biggest priority in my life and of course I would totally run after my dad's camera and always try to use it every excuse I got um you know traveled quite a lot my dad was in the indian army we went to different uh, small towns and cities in india met all kinds of people so i think from that point of view i also had a lot of exposure to all kinds of you know cultures within india india is such a diverse country all kinds of people experiences you know new schools new friends i i think that kind of worked in my favor because now i can talk to anybody i can make friends with anybody uh you know i have this i'm 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 never tired talking to people <laughs> i'm always happy to learn new things from them what are their experiences like i love traveling all over the world it's and i don't think i really have an issue with self confidence anymore i you know do pretty much whatever i want to and my it's simple you know as long as you're not hurting someone else you just do what you want to because i don't think anybody really has it figured anyway So you might as well just carry on. I completely agree and you've certainly changed a lot since your childhood. But that's what life is. Now, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? One question that I like asking my peers or people who are senior to me who have more experience is that does it get easier as you get older? how do things change as you get older in terms of you know your mainly your professional career and your work and life in general i always want to know what people think is different from what their life was 20 years ago so my answer to that would be that i don't think it gets easier i think you get better at kind of dealing with it you realize that not a lot of things really matter so you tend to take it a little easy on many aspects but it's also i i don't think it gets any less scary i think i'm still quite afraid of oh my god what if that project doesn't work oh my god what if that painting series is not received well oh my god what if i don't sell anything you know i don't think that really goes away we might not talk about it uh, openly but i think the imposter syndrome especially for creative people you know someone like me it's i think all of us have it but uh, as i've gotten older i've learned to talk to myself and tell myself that it's going to be okay really it is going to be okay i mean at the end of the day we all have one thing in common we are all going to die now we could whine about it and say that it is so unfortunate it is really sad and it is because it's a human being with a lot of potential and then that human being passes away but at the same time it also makes you realize that you have that finite amount of time to do the things that make you happy so i think as i get older i repeat that to myself over and over again and i'm like hey you know do it 
if it makes you happy and you're not bothering anyone else with it just do it so i think that is one of the things that i'm very curious to ask other people as well all the time whenever i meet someone that i admire or someone who's been around for a longer time i'm like you know how how have things changed has it gotten easier is it you know less scary things like that that is quite an interesting question to ask how i'd love to hear what message do you have for our listeners and all your fans and where can they connect with you the only message i have which i think i've already repeated uh, previously is that just do stuff that makes you happy i understand we have responsibilities so there's some aspect of work which needs to take care of those responsibilities but apart from that you could really look at the, doing the things that make you happy and i uh, one of the questions i get asked a lot in uh, you know when i do consulting for small businesses and other entrepreneurs is they're like oh somebody asked me recently i want to start a blog but isn't it too late and you know if, uh, people don't even look at blogs anymore do you think they're relevant and i'm always telling them that listen just start i mean blogging or anything that you do when you start doing it it's not about making money or being the best blogger in the world you're doing it to scratch an itch and then if it becomes something because you put in effort then it's great but it's not going to happen if you don't start so i think whoever i meet i always tell them just start like just start and things will fall into place and you will figure it out you will experiment you will tweak you will change things around maybe you will decide not to do it anymore because it's not working for you but you're never going to get to those phases if you don't start so in terms of a message uh, i think that's probably the one thing that i can think of right now uh, as far as connecting with me is concerned please i am there on pretty much every social media platform i am on instagram and twitter my handle is nena n a i n a my website and online store where you can buy my art and photography prints is nena.co and uh, yeah i mean i do look at my dms i do respond to emails you'll be surprised at uh, the fact that i do not really get a lot of emails which is great please don't flood me but i do respond to emails when people ask me questions or even my phone number in fact is available online i love talking to people so i'm yeah i'm all over the place please say hi that's awesome i truly love how interactive you are it was a pleasure having you here I wish you all the best with your amazing artwork and thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love the questions and I'm very happy to be here on this podcast. Bye. That was some great insights on today's episode of Magical Mornings, the official podcast of UnitePod. Stay tuned for our next episode.